0: the anointing of God. Amen. Amen. Even the baby. Will somebody say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now let's shout it, Praise the Lord. are dismissed. Well, I was asked to share a word with you all tonight. And I want you to know before we, you got your ear plugged Brother Wilson? Is that what you're putting in? God bless you, brother. I want you to know that I don't have a profound message. I don't have a word of prophecy to give you. But God spoke to my heart. And I believe tonight God wants me to speak to you. I believe God has a word for the church tonight. Man, I feel good. I do, I feel good. I want to sing, but I don't want to. Does that make sense? (laughs) This fellow wrote a song one time. He said, uh, I got joy in my soul. God is in control. I'm, no, um, how do you put it? The devil is on my trail and I'm saying all is well. Mm -hmm. Who writes that? I changed the words to it. Yeah, I love it. I got joy in my soul. God is in control. The devil ain't on my trail because I sent him back to hell. Yeah, he's trying every day, and I'm watching while I pray. No matter the attack, I'm gonna send him back. Right. This means yes, war. Yes, yes, yes. You ever thought about where you're at right now? This ain't in my notes, so this gets this is free right here. You ever thought about where you're at right now in life? I don't mean sitting in the church house on a Wednesday night at 7.35 or something like that. You see, I can't tell time very good. Um, we're in the midst of war. Yes, yes. We're in the midst of war. And, 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 and the thing about it is, 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 is it's, it's not so much Satan attacking us. 'Cause he can only do so much. That's basic. He can't work on you and me at the same time. He ain't that good. Yeah, come on. He, he uh-huh. ain't. Uh-huh. The only thing that he has, the only thing that the enemy has, is he puts thoughts together. That's it. He can't make you act on. Him. He can't take nothing from you. He can't give you nothing you don't want. Huh? We don't have to walk on icicles or eggshells when we hear his name. That's right. Because we're powerful children of God. Amen. Amen. But the biggest enemy we fight is ourselves. That's right. That's right. And and, and the biggest enemy with ourselves is I can't. Mm -hmm. We, 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 hey, we Christians, we get that disease. I can't. Mm -hmm. They fill up on us sometimes. But we're in the midst of war. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit tonight, if that's okay. Um, pray with me. Lord, help me. God, you're wonderful and worthy. And I ask you, God, to give you the words to speak, to help me bring this across as you would have it. Anointment, the ears and the hearts and the minds of each and every one of us, God, that we'll not just hear but listen, and we'll accept and understand, God, for, Father, you are worthy and you are wonderful. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to open up tonight in 2 uh, Samuel um, 22. You don't have to stand because these scriptures I got are not lengthy. The scriptures are. Brother Mike's not going to be okay. So we'll get you home in time for a bologna sandwich. Um, that was you can laugh if you we'll be okay <laughs> somebody say praise the Lord, praise the Lord. <laughs> I want to read from verse 33 starting at 33 I believe God is my strength and power and he maketh my way perfect he maketh my feet like hinds' feet and setteth me upon my high places he teacheth my hands to war, so that a bow of steel is broken by my arms. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy gentlemen hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, so that my feet did not slip. I have pursued mine enemies and destroyed them. Somebody say that with me tonight. I have pursued my enemies and destroyed them. Mm. and turn not again until I have consumed them and I have consumed them and wounded them and and I love this part right here and wounded them I can't even speak can I and wounded them this part I love that they could not arise Yea, they are fallen under my feet Now I want to turn your attention. We're going to spend some time in the book of Samuel. I'm going to the 17th chapter of 1 Samuel right now. Very familiar story, but it goes along with them. Where we're at tonight. I'm going to read a few verses out of there. Um, We all know the story about David and Goliath. It's nothing new to us. Um, It's been preached. I don't know how many times. I can't tell you how many times David and Goliath has been preached. And tonight he's going to get preached again, if that's okay. Um, And there went out a champion. I'm reading it from verse 4. Out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and span. He was a big old boy. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and that weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a cargo of brass between his shoulders, and his, the stamp of his spear was like a weaver's beam. And his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron, and one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel, and said unto them, Why are ye come out to set your battle in array. Am not I a Philistine and your servants to Saul? Choose your man from you and let him come down to me. Going to skip into verse 32, and David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with the Philistine. And then we go to 40. And he took a staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook, and put them in shepherd's bag which he had, even in a strip. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David, and the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comes to me with stabs? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh into the falls of the air, and to the beast of the field. I'm, I'm going to stop reading right there for a little bit, because we are very familiar with the story. But tonight... I just want to talk to us just for a few minutes About the circumstances between the giant And the Israelites Now a lot of times when we get into the word of God We begin to talk about Israel We begin to talk about the Israelites We know that they were the children of God We begin to talk about Israel And, and we start talking about the church But But even though the, the, I could not find the word in, from Genesis to Revelation, I could not find the word in the Bible. But each time we talk about the giant, we begin to talk about the obstacle. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. You see, the giant was a big old boy. Yeah. Um, good Lord. Almost nine foot tall, something like that. That's a big man. Yes. And, 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 and what it was was... Before David got to where he was, before he got to where Goliath was, the army was, David was sent out to bring food and stuff and supplies to his brothers at the request of his dad. David gets there, and the obstacle's already in the way. The giant has already reared his ugly head. The obstacle is already put before the children of God. And the the, the the sad part about it is is the children of God was in fear of this particular obstacle this particular obstacle took them by surprise I mean they've been fighting the Philistines for a long time they've been fighting the Amorites the Amalekites uh, they've been fighting for a long time and all of a sudden one man one Big old boy stands up and says, get some. And it just throws them for a loop. They're laid down in defeat already. They look at this and they're like, oh my God. No way. Right. You do this. No way. You've got to be joking me. I could imagine one of Saul's captains are or one of them fellas in the service undersaw, looked dead at his captain and said, brother, you got me messed up. I'm not going after that. But you know what? We as Christians sometimes, here I go getting off them notes. I probably ought to stay with the notes. We as Christians sometimes, we get to a point where that obstacle rears its ugly head And we turn around and we look at the other person, you got me messed up. I can't deal with this. I can't go along with this. There's no way I can tackle this. I can't win. You see, we get defeated before we even begin to fight. That's right, that's right. We look at it and all we see is defeat. We don't see victory. We don't see what the one guy said one time, he said, I didn't know how many it was going to take to whoop me, but I knew how many they had. That's right. I knew how many they was going to use. That's real good information to know. But to look at the situation and already find yourself defeated before you even had a chance to step in. Yeah, not. I never was made that way. No. Yeah. I never was. But as a child of God, we all find weaknesses. And we all get a little beside ourselves sometimes when when things jump up in the midst of it that we have no control over. See, because we as people, let's face it, man and woman, we like control. We don't like anything out of the ordinary. We don't like anything bumping up against us because it kind of throws us off kilter. And that's exactly what this giant did. That's exactly what Goliath did. He jumped in the midst of them, and he threw the children of Israel off kilter. And then here comes this little boy. He says, wait a minute. Are you serious? You're going to let this oversized clown talk to you like that? You're going to step out in defeat before you've even challenged him? Before you've even seen if he could fight or not? He said, not me. Hey, Saul! I'll take him out. Yep. <laughs> right. He's like your kid. I don't care. Ain't nobody else here doing nothing. I'm paraphrasing this is a little mycology thrown in the story. There ain't nobody else doing it. Let me give it a shot. Cause I ain't scared. I ain't seen him fight. All I've seen him do is run his mouth. That's right. Come on. That's right. You know, a lot of times the enemy. <laughs> hey, I can say this too. A lot of times the enemy will run their mouth, and that's all they can do that's right. is run their mouth. See, if we, if we act down what they're running, if we act down what they're saying, then it's our fault. It's our fault. Mm -hmm. The enemy's going to run that mouth. They're going to do everything they can to get you detoured, to get you out of the way, to get you sideways to get you defeated. Yes. But I'm telling you tonight, child of God, you don't have to be. No. Because the enemy can't touch you. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. You have power. Yes. Somebody say that with me, power. Power. So we know the story. We know that David runs down. And he takes that one stone and he puts it in the sling. And he looks at the giant and he said, you might come at me with all that fancy gear you got on. He said, but I got one little rock I'm fixing to take your head off. Watch. Pow. And I could just imagine the look on Goliath's face. As he went out, mm-hmm. one stone. There was no fight in that giant. Mm-hmm. Come on. A little rock took him out. That's right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, fellas, ladies. I'm gonna talk to you, fellas, just for a minute, if I can. We got a, a police officer sitting up here in the crow's nest. And that man will tell you, there's some pretty big boys out there. And some of them are kind of hard to take down. And us fellas have been around a few of them fellas are kind of hard to take down. But you never know if you can until you try Because some of them got a lot of this going on. And that's exactly what Goliath had Was a lot of that going on. Until this little bitty David stepped up with a rock. A little bitty Rock, took all the fight out of him, and he did. Ran up, took his head off of him with his own sword. We all know the story. Now is the fun part, because now I get to get to the church and the other four stones. Oh, what are you talking about, Brother Bart? Yeah, I know. I didn't catch it at first, either. <coughs> I didn't, but not get to the other side of the story, which this part you're going to love. Because I began reading. And in 2 Samuel, chapter 21, I want to read you another story. I'm sorry, i got to a drink of water. Verse 15 and 20 through 22. Moreover, let me set it up if you don't mind. Um, just because David killed Goliath doesn't mean that the fight with Philistines is over. You'll read in the Bible in the the Old Testament, where the children of Israel fought these columns a lot. Yeah. Philistines are always trying to bring their head up, and the children of Israel was always whooping on them. Sometimes, if they disobeyed God, sometimes when they didn't act right, God would let the Philistines kick them around a little bit. But for the most part, the Israelites kind of whooped them out. Yeah. So that's some more of myology. So we'll get. It says, Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel, and David went down and his servants with him, and fought against the Philistines, and David waxed fat. And Ish, oh boy, Ishbi, or er, Ishby-Benab, <laughs> which was of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass, and weight, he, being girded with a new sword, thought they had slain David. But Abishai, the son of Zeruai, secured him and smote the Philistine and killed him. Somebody say one. One, one. Then the men of David swore unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out with us to battle, that thou quitst not the light of Israel. And it came to pass after this that there was again a battle with the Philistines at God. Then said, Good Lord. Y'all just bear with me. The Hushathite slew Seth, which was of the sons of the giant. Somebody say too. And there was again a battle in Gob with the Philistines where Elhanan, the son of Jerior of him a Bethlehemite slew the brother of Goliath the Gittite, the step of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. Somebody say three. And there was yet a battle in Gath where was a man of great stature that had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes, four and twenty in number and he also was born to the giant and when he defiled Israel Jonathan the son of Shimea the brother of David slew him, somebody say four Four. these four were born to the giant Gath and, and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants David picked up five smooth stones from the brook he used one to kill Goliath, why did he choose five? (laughs) Every one of those stories where the other four giants were slain, they were slain before they had a chance to raise their ugly heads. They didn't even get a chance like Goliath did to step up before the children of Israel and call them out and say, come and get some because I think you're a chicken. They didn't give them a chance to be afraid of them. No, they did not. They didn't give them a chance to look and see defeat. Mm -hmm. Now, from Genesis to Joshua, I believe, there has been noted giants They've been coming out for a long time. Genesis 6 and 4 talks about giants. It says when the sons of God and the daughters of men come together, there were giants in the land. You see, they began to raise their heads up then. You go into Deuteronomy. Excuse me, Numbers. Numbers 13 and 33 talks about giants. Deuteronomy 2 and 10. Speaks about the Giants, the image. 2 and 20 talks about the Giants dwelling in the old times. 3 and 11 talks about the Giants. Joshua was 17, 16, 18, and 16. It all's talking about Giants. You know, when Moses took the children to the promised land, and he told the 12 to go over and check out the land, 10 of them come back and said, Whoa! You need to understand something. I'm not going back over there. There's fellows over there making me look like grasshoppers, and I know I look like a grasshopper in their eyes. Chances are the giants didn't even see him. This was just an assumption they made out of fear. Right. They were defeated before they got started. Now, marks how how is this anywhere near? The church, I'm going to tell you, this church has embarked on a journey. Yes. This is what God wanted me to tell you all tonight. This church has embarked on a journey. Ever since the first of the year, God's been moving in this place, and this church has been moving forward. Yes. keep it moving. Moving forward. Keep it moving. And... And, and the faith has been coming together. Unity has been forming in this place. Innocent prayer has been rising up in this, yes. this house. Yes. Prayer warriors are rising up. Amen. Strength. Power in the, our Holy Ghost. Yes, yes. Not just in the prayer calls. Not just in the reaching out, folks. I'm talking in personal as well as collective prayer. And just like the children of Israel, when they went to war with the Philistines, and they defeated these giants before they had a chance to get their ugly heads in in there, before they had a chance to throw an obstacle in the way. That's the same thing as this church is doing today, (laughs) tonight. In this 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 prayer life that we're adapting, this the, the closer we're getting to God, the more. I commend you. That's what I want to say tonight. I commend you. God hears you, God knows you for what you're doing, for the strength that you're adapting. There's no fear. There is no fear. When it's called time to pray, the prayer warriors stand up. When it's time for intercession, the intercessors come forth. What you need to understand and what God is trying to convey tonight is, you may not realize it, but before the enemy has a chance to rear its head, before the obstacle has a chance to get a foothold, you're knocking it down. Yes. You may not see it. You may not know it. You may not hear it. But you are. And you need to be commended for that. You need to know that what you're doing is awesome in the sight of God. Yes, amen. That's right. Not only are we defeating The obstacles, not only are we breaking down the strongholds, not only are we tearing these things down, we're getting closer and closer and closer and closer closer to God. And then what happens with that? We already know that God's going to start filling this house. We already know that. God made that promise and we stand by his promise. And that's right. Come on, that's right. And I know every one of us feels that way. He's preparing us. Yes, yes, yes. He's preparing us. There's gonna be things that that come up that most people are gonna get scared of. We're not. That's right. That's right. Because we have strength and power in prayer. Yes, 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 yes. There is no fear. No fear. The only fear that we have is reverence to God. Yes, yes. That's the only fear we have. And that's the only fear we all have as children of God. When, when the enemy begins to bark in this area, then in here we begin to speak the name of Jesus. Amen. When the enemy starts to talk in this side, then in this side we begin to remember the things of Jesus. It was mentioned, the the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. No, they're not. By no means. But you possess the weapons for your spiritual battle. And they're growing stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger every day. It's kind of like that that old rusted pot metal that used to sit on the shelf because the old soldier laid it up there. His battle days was over, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, enemies start rushing him again. Did he panic? No. He walked over to the shelf, and it's been a while. I think I still got one good one left in me. And I can picture him taking it down and polishing it up. That's what this church is doing. We're polishing the weapons of our warfare. God has called. You know what? 2018 is almost over. Almost over. This year's gone by fast. And and if it's alright for me to say this, if not, my wife will get me later. Um, when Sister Rhonda and I first started coming to this church, we was very spiritually weak. Very. We really was. Um, Sister Thompson, we didn't know what direction we were supposed to go in. We was trying to follow the will of the Lord. We didn't know. I, I, we just didn't know. And we figured out where we were supposed to be. And our, our 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 spiritual weapons are, are they're sharpening and they're getting sharper and sharper. And it's not only because it, our prayer life is getting strong, but it's because y'all's prayer life too. Amen. You don't realize how much you touch one another yes. Amen. when you step out the way you do. Yes. Yes. You don't realize what you do for one another Amen. Amen. when you take that. That step. That's what this church is about. I see it so much. I tell the pastor all the time. All the time I tell the pastor because I get excited. Y'all have no idea how much I get excited when when y'all step up and and everybody comes together in prayer and, and the Holy Ghost just Man. I'm like a little school kid. I get giddy. Yee. This is cool. Because it is. I'm going to read one more passage of Scripture. It's in Psalms 18. Before I do that, I, I I I forgot one thing in my notes. That's why it's always good to look at your notes every now and then. Um, just to show you how important taking out these other four giants were. It was not only chronicled in the Second Samuel. But it was also chronicled in 1 Chronicles chapter 20. It was enough that they had to tell it twice. Mm-hmm. That's saying something. Yes. That's saying something. And I said that to say this because my opening scripture was in 2 Samuel 22. Again, it was, in a, it was important enough to tell it twice. Because I'd like to read you Psalms 18. Verse 32. I'll start there. It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet, and setteth me upon my high places. Do me a favor, Brother Joshua, if you would. Um, Could you put 2 Samuel 22 um, up there for me? me. Oh, it's not? Oh, okay, never mind that. But I'm reading in Psalms 18. He teacheth my hands to war, so that a ball of steel is broken by mine arms. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy right hand hath holded me up, and thy gentleness hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, that my feet did not slip. I have pursued mine enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn again, till they were consumed. I have wounded them, that they were not able to rise. They are fallen under my feet. I want to go back one more time to 2 Samuel and I will close starting with verse 32. For who is God? Save our Lord. And who is a rock? Save our God. God is my strength and power and he maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me upon my high places. He teacheth my hands to war, so that a bowl of steel is broken by mine arms. Thou hast also given me the the shield of thy salvation, and thy gentleman hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, so that my feet did not slip. I have pursued mine enemies and destroyed them, and turned not again until I have consumed them. And I have consumed them and wounded them, and they could not arise. Yea, they are falling under my feet. I am closing tonight with this. It was enough that they recorded it twice, almost word for word, in two different books of the Bible. And I want you to know that because of what you're doing, church, because of the stand that you're making, the enemy's running for cover. They're not trying to raise their head up. They're not trying to cause obstacles. They're running for cover. You got to scare because they know for this church for this hour, it's over. Enough, God said. Enough. And I feel like that's what the church is saying. Enough. We've had enough. And y'all know fellas and ladies, When you had enough, you just had enough. And I want you all to know that it is an honor for myself and sisters to be a part of this. It's an honor to be able To sit with folks like you and to worship God with folks like you and to pray with folks like you and to be prayed for by folks like you. I'm not just standing up here just saying stuff. I mean that with all my heart. It's an honor, it's a privilege. I commend you, church. I'm so thankful, Sister Shelton, for what God's doing here. And I'm more thankful for what God's fixing to do. Amen. Yes, amen. And I hope y'all can't I mean that we, we, look, it's hard to stand up here and look out and not see people out of your peripheral vision. You know how you see things, you know? It's hard to look and and not see them full. It's, It's hard to look down the middle and look over here and not seeing every bit of that full. It's hard to look over here and look over here and not seeing it all full. It's hard when you walk through the doors and not look in the sanctuary and seeing a full house. I know. That God's fixing to bring it. Yes, He is. Mm-hmm. Amen. Give the Lord a handcrafted to But not only fixing to bring it, standing in the church, the reason God's fixing to bring it is because the church is prepared. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why God's fixing to bring it. Mm-hmm. The church is prepared. I leave you with this one thought this evening. In this Pray for me. And I'll pray for you. Hold me up. And I'll help hold you up. Walk with me. And I'll walk with you. Together we'll see it. Together we'll see it, together we'll feel it, together.